Let's wholesale real estate. We're gonna wholesale real estate. If you wanna wholesale real estate, then you are in the right place. You don't need no money, you don't need no credit. It's so simple that anyone can get it. Luke's gonna teach you just how to get started. All you have to do is learn and apply it. You are in the right place. You're gonna wholesale real estate. You're gonna wholesale real estate. So let's get started. What's going on, beautiful people? Sakpase, Nabule, and welcome to another episode of School of Wholesaling. I am your host, Luke Madeus, 27-year-old real estate investor out of Central Florida, and welcome to the show. If you are new to the show, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, what you are going to learn on the show is how to wholesale real estate, which will help you build capital to supplement your income, replace your income, or help you invest into other things. Now, for those of you who, are, who already know what the show is about, welcome back. For those of you who are just finding out about the show, just uh, just discovering the show, I encourage you to please go back to episode one and listen to the first 10 episodes consecutively, one after the other, because they will help you literally get started and off and running with wholesaling. Uh, and of course, listen to the other episodes as well, guys. Having knowledge, uh, the, the more you know, the more you grow, the more you learn, the more you earn. So it never hurts to learn as much as you can. So this podcast is a wealth of knowledge, guys. So please listen to every single episode if you are brand new. And of course, I welcome you. I welcome you to chat with me if you need some help getting started and if you need a boost and if you want to be able to succeed quickly, I, I highly encourage you to get in on, on a call with me. The calls are free. I get on the call with you personally, and I will help you clarify anything that uh, you're stuck on. And we can also talk about mentorship as well if you feel that is something you need. Now, um, I do want to say this, guys. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about how to analyze your deals like investors do. We had uh, our, our last meetup for this month. We actually had it about how to analyze uh, your deals the way investors do. Uh, just so you know, if you guys want to join in on this on, on the monthly meetups, guys, the monthly meetups are are literally open to anyone who wants to join. So you don't have to be part of any program or anything like that, guys. This is something I do for the public. I've, I've been doing it here uh, uh, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I've been doing it physically here for a while, so I've only been I've only had it available to the people that live in Central Florida or anyone who'd want to travel to Central Florida. Uh, but now, because uh, since COVID nineteen, we've been trying it out uh, virtually, and I absolutely love it, guys. Everybody's able to chime in from all over the the, the United States, and uh, they chime in and come, you know, get education and get fed, and you know, keep keep themselves up to date on how to do things. And uh, so it's really, really, really cool, guys. I share a lot of value during my meetup groups. It's really awesome. Uh, so I highly encourage everyone to uh, to be a part of this. It's virtual, so uh, you can tune in from anywhere live. Uh, now, the other thing uh, I want to mention, too, in order for you guys, in order for you to gain access to the uh, to the uh, uh, meetup group, uh, you do have to be a part of my Facebook group, uh, which is the School of Wholesaling Real Estate Club. Uh, you can access this group by going to facebook.com forward slash groups with an S forward slash S-O-W-R-E-C. And you are more than welcome to join the group. So that way you can be uh, alerted when there is going to be another meetup. Just so you know, guys, I have the meetup every second Tuesday of every month 
So that's every second Tuesday of every month. So the next meetup is going to be on July 14th. And we are going to definitely be getting on and talking real estate, guys. It is awesome. It is awesome, awesome. And I highly encourage you guys to be a part of that. So make sure you join the Facebook group today so you don't miss out on any opportunity to be a part of the group. Now, um, I do want to say this, guys, in terms of how to analyze your, your deals like investors do, this is a very, very important step to to, to understand, right? Um, this is extremely important. If you if you do your deals wrong, you're going to be stuck with, stuck with a property you can't sell. And when you do your deals right, you're going to always be able to find buyers. Now, when getting started, running numbers can sometimes be intimidating. You may fear the mistake of putting a property under contract for the wrong price. If this is you, the reason you feel unconfident when doing this step is because you are not yet an investor buyer. You don't yet understand how the investor buyers do their numbers and what they look for when they are deciding to buy a house. Today, you will learn how to analyze like an investor buyer. So in this episode, we are going to discuss the types of investor buyers and how they invest and why, and also how they run their numbers and how you can run their numbers too. And aside from that, I have I actually have some cheat sheets for you guys, how to quickly run your numbers. Uh, so that way it'll save you some time. It'll make it easier because there's a lot of things that these investors look for um, when, when, when looking at properties, they analyze a lot of different points. And we're going to talk about all of that, guys. Um, be, before we get into that, though, I just want to say, let's get connected on IG. On the IG, let's get connected at Luke Madeus. That is at L-U-C-M-A-D-E-U-S. If you have not connected with me yet, then you need to take advantage of that, guys. I literally, well, I have so much fun on my IG. I, t I tell everybody about this all the time. I went golfing with my boy Jeff um, earlier this week, and we're just we're just having a great time. And so, you know, these are the kind of stuff I share, guys. We're talking about real estate. I share this stuff on on my stories. I also share more and more uh, uh, educational uh, videos on my stories and on my wall uh, on my wall posts. So, guys, I highly encourage you to tune in. If if you're not gonna tune in for the uh, for if you're not going to tune in on my IG and connect with me on the Insta for the edge for the extra education, then I at least encourage you to do so to, so we can chat in the DMs. All right. Be all up in the DMs. We can chat there. Let's get connected on the phone. Again, like I said, guys, if you want to take advantage of the uh, free uh, 30 minute uh, phone call with me where we could chat and help you strategize your business, help you approach this the right way. And of course, we could talk about mentorship as well. And we can also discuss the uh, 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 the training program, my, my uh, training program, the uh, School of Wholesaling uh, Masterclass Training Program, guys, which literally comes with everything you need to start your business, uh, contract scripts, uh, everything uh, from just knowing what you need to know, the educational side of it. It's a complete video tutorial, uh, video pro. Uh, it is, a, it is a complete video training. We talk about everything from knowing where to uh, start looking, uh, where to start doing business, uh, how to negotiate with sellers, how to find buyers effectively, how to close your deals. It's literally the entire wholesale process, plus the tools, plus um, all the resources, guys. I give that to you guys, all a part of it. So if you want to talk about that, we most certainly can. Go to chatwithluke.com. That is chatwithluc.com. And we can get on the phone, guys, and chat one-on-one. -on -one. Again, join the Facebook group. You know, be a part of that. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Leave a review. I appreciate everybody that has been leaving a review. 
I am so, so, you know, so grateful that you guys have taken out the time to do that. All the rest of you who haven't done it yet, if I'm talking to you right now, if you're listening to the show right now and you're like, oh man, he's talking to me, go ahead and leave the review. All right. There's no reason you should feel that way. All right. We both went out of it. It's, it's, it's good for you. It's good for me. And it's good for everybody else who needs to hear this message and also gain uh, uh, the, uh, the opportunity to change their lives and achieve freedom through wholesaling. Now, Let's get into the lesson. Investor buyers run their numbers differently than wholesalers. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys exactly how they do that. Now, they don't rely on the 70% rule to analyze a good investment property. Just so you know, guys, the 70% rule is, a, is literally something that was designed to for wholesalers to easily wholesale property. I mean, the return on investment from the 70 per, 70% rule is a no-brainer deal for any buyer, which is the reason why uh, the, the number one thing you hear uh, when you hear about doing numbers as a wholesaler is always the 70% rule. Now, I want to mention this too, guys. I'm going to give you guys another rule. This is the rule that I live by. This is the rule that I, that I do my numbers with um, here in, in Central Florida. This rule works very well for me. Um, over the time of, of just uh, wholesaling property after property after property here in Florida, I've, I've started to notice a trend. I started to notice that with the 70% rule, um, I was leaving a lot of uh, I was leaving a lot of money on the table for the buyer, uh, and aside from that, I was also sometimes not getting properties under contract because I, my offer would always be too low. So I have another rule. It's called the twenty-two percent rule. I like this rule a little better. Uh, this is something that I've developed over time, flipping property after property after property, and I've just noticed. Hey, I've been leaving money on the table with some of my deals. And some of the other deals that I didn't get, I wasn't able to get because my offer was too low. So this 22% rule is like a median, right? It's like right in between. It allows you to be able to offer a higher offer to your to your seller, but it also still guarantees your buyer a 14% return, guaranteed after all costs. So they're gonna make a really healthy profit, guys. Aside from that, you'll be able to lock down more more deals on under contract because sometimes not every not every seller will want to sell at a 30% discount but they may be okay with a 22. So <laughs> with that said, guys, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go into how to actually do all of that, guys. Um, but I just wanna mention too, though, the, the investor buyer's decisions are governed by the costs associated with the type of investment strategy that the buyer practices. Thinking and running numbers the way they do will help ensure you, you will always have a good deal in your hands. It will also turn your buyers into house fiends. <laughs> now, I want to mention, guys, there's nothing better than a house fiend. Uh, I, I do want to say this, right? The buyers on my buyers list, guys, most of, most of the properties I sell are being sold to relatively the same buyers. These are these are these are what I call house fiends. They're they're the type of buyers that have bought deals from me before, and they love my deals so much that they can't wait for the next one. So they're usually buying most of my property. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make sure that you do your numbers right, so you. You can you can turn your buyers into house fiends. They're gonna be constantly coming back for more, and that is exactly what you want. You want a good face, and uh, you want to create constant business. And so, it's good to make sure that you have your buyers returning for more. Now, let's talk about the types of investor buyers. You've got the flipper. Flippers want a quick return. They want to be inside the property. 
for three to six months. They want to be in, they want to be out, right? They're going to renovate and resell the house. They're going to incur a higher cost uh, with their investment simply because they'll have to pay for the cost to resell the property and also the cost to hold the property. And because they want such a quick return, um, it's important that they make a, a, a decent profit, a higher profit uh, right away because they're going to be making the money short term. Um, so again, they, they want to be in and out in three to six months, uh, traditional, the traditional 70% rule gives them a 20% ROI, which is a phenomenal ROI. No investor is ever going to turn that down. Uh, at least they shouldn't. Um, the 22% rule, guys, that I told you about earlier is going to guarantee them a 14% ROI, which is still a great uh, return. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's talk about the breakdown of the cost that flippers look at when analyzing property. The very first thing, of course, is going to be the repair cost, right? This is going to be something that all investors are going to look at because they're going to have to put some money in repairs of the property before they can actually do anything else with it. So the repair cost is always going to be a factor. Now, the resale fees is another factor. Resale fees are com a realtor commission and also the closing cost. This is usually usually about 7% of the ARV. They are also going to have to uh, to uh, calculate for their holding costs. This is the cost of everything that the that the uh, investor has to pay for for the duration of time that they own a property. So from the 3 to 6 months that they're going to have that property on under their uh you know for the 3 to 6 months that they're going to own the property, there are going to be costs that they have to incur just to hold it. That's going to be your utilities. That's going to be the taxes. That's going to be insurance. That's going to be if, if they're borrowing money, the cost of the money on a monthly basis that they borrowed, that's going to be all of that, right? So that's usually about 3% of the ARV. Now, let's talk about ROI. This is the amount of the profit the investor aims to make from their investment on the deal. All right, this is their return on investment. Again, 14% is a great return. Real estate is local though. Real estate is local. So know what type of returns flippers want in your area. And a great way to do this is to uh, get you know, get in touch with some flippers, you know, start building your buyers list. And when you build your buyers list and you're talking to these buyers, actually ask them what type of returns uh, are they looking to 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 get with their investment strategy. That is a really, really great way to do it. Uh, so you can take that into account, guys. But 14 percent is a really great return. Um, all of my buyers love it uh, now. So cash on cash return. Let's talk about that. Really quickly, cash on cash return is um, is it is 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 when the buyer is paying full cash, 100% cash for their investment. They're gonna put cash in uh, when they buy it. They're gonna put cash in when they repair it. The entire deal is cash. So a 14% return, cash on cash. That means that with this, with so that means that this buyer is not lending any money. OK, when you start to lend money, when they start to lend money, the costs go up. Right. Because they also have lending costs. This is the cost of holding the, the property when they are lending money. This is their hard money, private money, mortgage. They got to pay monthly to borrow this money. So that's another thing. The cost for a, a, a buyer that has to pay with hard money or private money is going to be higher than the cost for a buyer that's paying all cash. This is why cash is king. This is why your cash buyers pay the most. This is why your cash buyers close the fastest. This is why your cash buyers are the best. However, take this into consideration, guys. Uh, with that 14% return, that's a great return. That's a cash on cash return. So if you're dealing with a, with a buyer that's using hard money or private money, their return is going to be less. All right. Their return is going to be less than 14% because they have to pay extra costs. So 
uh, you just want to take that into consideration. They're going to want their properties a little bit cheaper than the type of buyer that's paying full cash. Now, here is a shortcut to guarantee a 14% return cash on cash for your flipper buyers. I call it the 22% rule. And here's the way the formula works, okay? It's the ARV minus 22% minus the repairs minus your assignment fee is what your mail is going to be. So this is the 22% rule, all right? So if you want to find out your mail with the 22% rule, you take your ARV. So let's just say your ARV is 100 grand. We're going to take 100 grand. We're going to subtract 22% from it. So we're going to subtract 22,000 from your 100,000. You're going to be left with 88, all right? So from that 88, let's say the property needs $40,000 worth of work. Let's say it's just a, it's a bad property. It needs 40 grand. Uh, you're going to be left with 48 grand, right? And let's say you want to make a, a, a quick 10000 dollars uh, for your summit fee, then that means now you're at 38. So now your mayo is 38,000. If you lock down that property for 38,000, you are guaranteeing your buyer a 22% uh, uh, you're gonna get you're gonna guarantee your buyer 22% margin, and which is gonna guarantee them a 14% return on investment, and it's gonna be a great deal. So that's how you break that down. Now uh, let's talk about let's talk about landlords. Let's talk about landlords. I love these types of buyers. Sometimes these buyers can pay more than the than the flippers, uh, just depending upon uh, what price range you're in. Uh, there is a point where uh, this uh, the the landlords are no longer in the game in the sense of. Uh, uh, the price, right? So what I mean, and, 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 and I'll explain this to you a little bit a little bit later as I go into the 1% rule, which is the word we're going to talk about uh, to, to help you analyze uh, your deals and, uh, and, and, and you know, do the numbers for landlords really quickly. Uh, I'll, I'll go into more, more about that very soon. Uh, but landlords, they're more into this for the long haul. They're in this for the long-term strategy. What they want is they want their profit over time. They want the cash flow, okay? They want that cash flow. So, for them, it doesn't matter so much to make such a big profit um, in three to six months because they want their profit over time. They're not looking to make a quick check. They're not looking to build capital. They're looking to build wealth. They're looking to build residual income. So for them, it makes sense to uh, to get to gain their profit over time. And because they're not going to be selling their property in a short period of time, the ARV of the property doesn't matter as much to this type of buyer. What matters is how much they, how much cash flow they can get and how much return on, on investment they'll be able to receive from this cash flow. All right, so the thing that matters the most is the monthly income. We're gonna talk about the 1% rule, guys. This is gonna be the cheat sheet you're gonna use as a wholesaler to, uh, to be able to gauge how much money, uh, how much money, this is going to be the cheat sheet that you use to be able to gauge how much an investor is an investor landlord is going to be willing to pay for your your uh, property. Okay, so here's a breakdown of the landlord cost. You have the initial repairs. Again, repairs are always going to be a factor. This is going to be all the repairs you're going to, have to put into the property in order to get the property ready to be rented out. Okay, they're also going to have to consider a vacancy rate. This is usually about five percent of the monthly rent. A vacancy rate is just it's it think think of a vacancy rate like insurance in the event that the property ends up vacant. So if the if the landlord is renting out the property and for whatever reason the property's vacant either the the property ends up vacant be, between switching uh between swapping out tenants or if the property ends up vacant because a tenant leaves in the middle of a lease whatever the reason is it's just it's, it's just insurance. So every single month 
uh, out of their rent, they're going to take 5% and they're going to put it away uh, in case the day ever comes where the property is vacant. Maintenance costs, right? This is the cost to maintain the property. This is if an AC unit goes out. This is if, uh, if you know, if, if something needs to, and the property needs to be replaced and the property needs to be updated or even in between tenants, if the property needs to be repainted or anything like that, this is maintenance cost. This is usually about 10% of the rent, okay? 10% of the monthly rent is gonna be set aside for maintenance. Another thing that, uh, landlords are going to look at is some of them will use property managers. All right. Not every landlord is going to manage their own property. Most property management companies are going to want to take about 10% of the monthly rent. Now, this is not every, not, this is not every single landlord guys. There are landlords out there that will, uh, uh, maintain their own property and manage their own property and will not have to pay that extra 10% of monthly rent. But it's something that you want to take into account. Again, you want to give your investors options. You want to you give them the ability to express all of the possible options um, available to them. So they have the, they have the ability to, uh, they have the ability to, to invest the way they want to. Okay. So if you're dealing with a buyer that, that, that relies on property management, they don't do it any other way. If you do not take to account the 10%, for, uh, the 10% that they'll have to pay for, for property management, then what will end up happening is you would have lost all the other, all of the buyers on the market who want to buy a rental property but must use property managers okay so when you account for this you just ensure that you're not you, that you that you have the ability to market your property to all the buyers okay and they all can look at it as a good deal all right just raises it's going to help you sell your property quick because it's going to raise the amount of buyers you have available to buy your property the next thing is taxes and insurance this is this is the yearly cost you're going to take the yearly taxes okay you're going to divide it by 12 and you're going to take the yearly insurance and divide it by 12. In terms of taxes, taxes are, are you can find that on the county appraiser site, guys. It'll tell you, go to the tax collector's website. It'll tell you how much the, the uh, last year's taxes was. Just take that cost, divide it by 12. Now, when you're doing this, make sure that you are avoiding mistakenly using uh, the tax amount that has a homestead. So if your property is homesteaded and if you're an area that gives uh, uh, tax exemptions for homestead, remember your investor is not going to be living at this property. So they're not going to get those tax breaks. So when you are looking at your taxes, be sure you're looking for that ad valorem tax, non-ad valorem taxes. And um, that's going to be the actual cost of the taxes on the property without the homestead exemption. And you want to take that cost and you want to divide that by 12. Um, your insurance, uh, what I've noticed with insurance, uh, of course, the best thing to do is to always get, uh, is always, is to always get a quote from an insurance company. Now, of course you don't own the property. You're not going to own the property. So, um, you're not going to be able to get a quote on insurance, but, uh, one good rule of thumb when dealing with insurance is, uh, whatever the cost of the taxes are, just consider it as the cost of insurance. Most of the time you're going to be higher than lower. So you're going to overcompensate. Uh, but as long as you do that, you should be good. Okay. Now the mortgage payment is the last thing that, that an investor is going to look at. Again, if this is not a cash deal, they're going to have to pay a mortgage payment. Okay. So the things that you're going to want to know is how much percentage, uh, how much is their interest rate that they're going to have to pay? Um, how much money are they putting down? I mean, there's a lot that goes into this guys when, when calculating mortgage, their mortgage payment. Um, I have a really easy calculator that, that helps you do that guys. You can download it. Um, it's called easy calculators and inside this easy calculator, it has a loan calculator. All you have to do is type in the loan amount, the interest rate, um, and then the loan term 30 years, 
uh, 20 years, whatever, right? So let's just say if this loan was $100,000 uh, and uh, they're, they're going to be borrowing money, all right? And they're going to be borrowing money at a rate of, of 8%. Let's say that they're using private money. They're, they're borrowing it at a rate of 8%. And they're going to hold this, they're going to have it amortized for 30 years. They're not going to hold it for 30 years. They may or they may not, but um, they're going to amortize it for 30 years. So their, pay, their monthly payment on 100000 at 8% for 30 years would be $733.76. Okay, so you'd want to take take that into account when you're doing your monthly, your, your calculations. Now, I'm going to say this, right? That sounds like a whole lot, doesn't it? So I'm going to teach you about the 1% rule. When the monthly rent is equal to 1% of the total investment to acquire the property and prepare the home for rent, you've got a good deal. Here's how you do the 1% rule. Here's the cheat sheet to the 1% rule, all right? So you're going to take your purchase price. So if your purchase price is, uh, let's just say 50000 all right? Easy numbers. If your purchase price is 50000 and it's going to cost you 50000 to repair it, uh, that's going to be a total of 100000 total investment all in cash. Cash on cash, right? No borrowing money. All right, you're going to multiply that by 1%, okay? That's going to equal your monthly rent. Your monthly rent needs to be equal to this number or it needs to be higher than this number. So for example, with that formula that we gave, 50% purchase, uh, 50,000 as a purchase price and 50,000 as a repair cost, multiply that by 1%, you're gonna end up with $1,000 a month. So the total cost for this in, for this investment is 100 grand. And so the amount of rent that the investment needs to turn back on a monthly basis is $1,000 a month. So if the property rents for $1,200, that's a really good deal for your investor. If the property rents for $1,000, it's a good deal for your investor. If it rents for less than 1,000, you know, you're gonna need to negotiate the purchase price so that way it fits inside the 1% rule. Okay, guys? And so this is how you do it, guys. That's the cheat sheet. I hope that this whole thing has... So this is how you do it, guys. That's the cheat sheet. That's the 22% rule, the 1% rule. That, hey, if you still want to use the 70% rule, you know, you can still do that, guys. Uh, but just keep that in mind. You may be leaving uh, some meat on the bones that you can be putting in your pocket. Aside from that, you may also be uh, offering too high. So if you're going to use the 70% rule, don't be afraid to calculate the 22% and kind of find the sweet spot by negotiating. Leave that leave that extra margin for negotiation room for yourself so you can negotiate a good deal. Um, so with the closing, guys, I hope that you guys have had a great time on this podcast. Let's get connected on IG. Go to Luke Madeus. That is at Luke, M-A-D-E-U-S. Chat with me on IG, guys. I'd love to talk with you guys again. Let's get on the phone. Go to chatwithluke.com. Talk with me right now and let's talk about a mentorship or, hey, let's just talk about getting you where you need to go. All right. I have so much fun on these calls, guys. You're going to have a great time with me. And remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. I hope that this has been very helpful for you guys. I love you guys so much. And I I love you guys so much. And I wish the best for all of you guys and the most success for you. With that said, you get out there, host a real estate and with that said, you get out there, you crush it, and let's wholesale real estate. Au revoir. Let's wholesale real estate. We're going to wholesale real estate. If you want to wholesale real estate, then you are in the right place. Thank you for listening to School of Wholesale with your host, Luke Madez. If you want more information, subscribe to this podcast as well as follow on Instagram at Luke Madez. L-U-C-M-A-D-E-U-S. And if you have any questions, send me an email at flippinglegendary at gmail.com. That is flippinglegendary at gmail.com. Let's wholesale real estate. We're going to wholesale real estate.